Welcome to the show. It's your boy, Lewis. And it's your boy, Gibby. What's going on, guys? Today's intro music was Dead or Alive, Spin Me Around. Yeah. And I dedicate it to just Montreal uh, Twitter, Montreal Media. I mean, my head just spins every time I open up the app. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So today we're going to talk about current events. Habs news. We're going to give you a conference finals update. Uh, We're going to talk about who deserves the cup the most. We got tweets of the week. We got word on the birds. Is it Laurel or is it Yanny? (laughs) And so much more. (laughs) But first, what has happened since we've been gone? The royal wedding is this weekend. Okay. Are you interested? Well, I'm a big fan of Suits, and Meghan Markle was a Suits uh, there you go. actress, so I might watch, might tune in. Is it, it going to be on TV? Yeah, it's going to be televised, I believe. Oh, no, I don't, not the after party, I guess just the ceremony. I saw something, I can't remember if it was Twitter or whatever, but they had um, like a, I guess, Princess Diana and Meghan Markle dress like they were wearing similar dresses. Yeah. And they were like, it was side by side. It was pretty cool. But yeah. Oh, hopefully they don't have a similar fate. Oh, my God. But. Really? <laughs> I'm just saying, right? Like, I'm, I'm hoping that they don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do you see all the conspiracies behind uh, Princess Diana? Yeah, but you hear about, like, Meghan Markle, what, like, her dad's not invited. He sold some pictures or something yeah, like that. Her brother's pissed. <laughs> yeah, like, like. Uh, he's not walking her down the aisle. She, he sold some pictures of them for money, and I don't know. It's a whole debacle. Whatever. But anyway, yeah, I'm not. I'll probably just see the highlights on uh, Sportsnet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, Dennis Shapovalov beat uh, Burdich today, and he dethroned uh, Milos Raonic to become the highest-ranked men's Canadian tennis player. Ooh. So congrats to Dennis, man. Good job. Dennis. I, you know what? I always as soon as I saw that kid play his first game, I said, you know what? This kid has probably got a better chance than Milos. Another game for Milos. No more games for Milos. <laughs> uh, oh man. Rapper Wiz Khalifa is training MMA. He's very lanky, very lengthy. So maybe he, uh, maybe he'll be good. But the only thing is, you can't smoke weed. Yeah, I don't know. But, to t- yeah, he's known for being a pothead. But have you seen him lately? Like, he used to be really skinny. And what, now he's, like, cut? He's, like, built now. He looks really, really healthy. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Like, they're, they, he's trying um, to get Amber Rose they, back. They, <laughs> they posted a before and after. And, wow, man. I gotta he, take a he look looks great. Back. Yeah, yeah, he looks great. Good. Props to him. Still, I don't think it's a good idea to train MMA. Or try. he said that he's open to fighting. I mean, listen, man, you're making so much money as a rapper. Why downgrade in your profession just to get beat up, you know? Hey, if you have a passion, do it. I guess. I wouldn't recommend it, but, hey, to each their own. Uh, Vitor Belfort, Vort, uh, Belfort is going to retire after his most recent loss. So he got knocked out by uh, Leota Machida last weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vitor, I mean, I, he keeps coming back. I don't know why. Another guy. 
Just hey. doesn't want to retire. Another legend, though. Yeah, but stop going out with all these losses, right? You're just, I know. Guy's just looking for a paycheck, really. I guess so, but man, I just feel bad. Uh, staying on mixed martial arts, Raquel Pennington's head coach and cornerman, Jason Cutts, convinced her to keep fighting. She wanted to quit in the fifth round last weekend. Mm-hmm. And he convinced her to keep fighting, and she ended up eventually getting TKO'd. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't a good decision. People were kind of. Why did she want to quit? She had something wrong with her. I, I'm not 100% or... sure. Something like that, but she just didn't want to go, and he wanted her to dig deep. I mean, she came after and defended him. He was taking a lot of heat for making her go out there. Quitters never win. But she she uh, came <clears> to his <throat> defense saying, hey, listen, I'm happy that he pushed me. That's what the coach is supposed to do. So. Yeah. Anyway, sucks that it didn't. It wasn't like a Cinderella story. Imagine she came through and Knocked won. Yeah. Oh man, that would have been huge. You'd make a movie about that. Uh, Chuck Liddell, <laughs> he wants to fight again at age forty-eight. Oh my god! And he called out John Bones yeah. Jones. <laughs> He's looking for a paycheck. <laughs> what are you doing? Then? Like these guys just don't know when to quit. This has been a trend. Hulk Hogan last week <laughs> trying to come back to wrestle at like sixty-seven. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? Just, you need to know when to quit. There's so many other things you can do. Uh, gardening. Take up gardening. Garn- the fishing network. Yeah. You know, like, you know, X fighter on the fishing network. You know, yeah, putting, do something. Putting huge fish in, like, chokeholds and stuff like that. You can come up with something <laughs> little creative. rear naked to the bass. <laughs> a little rear naked on the bass. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. Don't do it, Chuck. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, the Supreme Court of the United States voted 6-3 to overturn the ban on sports gambling on Monday. So that's across uh, the USA. Sports gambling is now legal. Nice. That's huge. I didn't that's know. Huge I news. didn't know it was illegal. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of confused as to what that. Yeah. What, what you, it was illegal in like certain area. No, in like most states. I think the only. Really? state I think Nevada was the only state that it was legal to bet. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I didn't so, know that. So now wow. they they voted against it. So there's going to be a lot more betting all over the place. So mm. that's huge. I mean, a lot of the leagues are not happy with it. I know. I think Roger Goodell came out and said something saying he thinks that it's going to affect the integrity of the game, like people betting on themselves or betting mm. against themselves, right? So I don't know. I don't think it will. It shouldn't. Yeah, I don't think it will. I think this is good news. I mean, now when I go. Uh, to the states and visit my girlfriend, I can put some money down. Yeah. Every time I'm there, it's it's my app is locked. I can't really. Bet through, yeah, because it senses where you are. That's crazy. And you're like, yeah, I can't bet. So hopefully that that'll help now. <laughs> uh, big news here: Robinson Cano suspended 80 games for testing positive. The substance he tested positive for was uh, furosemide. Mm-hmm. Furosemide. I don't know what it's called either. So they say it's a masking agent. Yeah, so you're obviously masking. You're hiding something. Yeah, so it's not like an, uh, it's not a PED, but it is a masking agent. And apparently it's banned. It's a banned it is substance. A, it is it's a, a banned, banned substance. substance. It is, yes. And they say that it's mostly used to mask other things. So right away, that's the reason why. And I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Cheaters never win. How do you feel, though? Do you think it affects Robinson Cano's... Legacy, really? Yeah, yeah, of course it does. Look at Mark McGuire. Look at Barry Bonds. They probably won't make it into the. Uh, I think this is their last ballot. I think chance. Barry Bonds will 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 get in. 
I think he's going to get it. Yeah, but I... I mean, Cano... Not I, a first, he, I don't think not the, first ballot, This so. is not going to be too bad, I think, for Cano. I think it'll tarnish his name a little, but I don't think it'll be too, too bad. It's a, it's a masking agent. He's able to fight it, but he really hasn't appealed his suspension. He, he can't. Like, you can't. Like, you yeah. just, just take it like a man, and that's it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm sure he's not the only one. That's what all these athletes are doing now. They're yeah, so apparently, good. actually, uh, did you see incarcerated Bob? Yeah, 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 rampage. That's right. Yeah. He was saying a lot of uh, a lot of athletes are using this stuff. Apparently, LeBron James, like a lot of big names in that article that he posted. So, yeah, we shall see if the, the dominoes this, fall. This is the first one to get caught. So, I know it's not new. I mean these these doctors are like scientists. They know what your system will pick up. There's so many things out there. Yeah. that can hide things. So I don't know. I'd like to think that most. Athletes are clean, but I, I doubt it. I bet you it's the latter. I bet you most are not clean. No. Uh, Joey Votto, did you see the comments he made about uh, can- Canadian baseball after yeah. after Buddy got the no-hitter? Yeah. You can't do that. You can't say that kind of stuff, man. You just can't. You can't say, I don't care about Canada baseball, whatever. Yeah, he said he spent most of his time in the States anyway. He's just a salty man. He, he came. He apologized. Of course, that's After. a typical Canadian thing to do. But you know what it is? Okay, I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> I think that Joey Votto, it's exactly what you said. He is salty. The guy is so disappointed with the Reds right now. He's probably the only good player on the team. Yeah. They've, he's wasted his career <laughs> with them. He's done nothing. And I think he's like at a frustration. He's just frustrated. He's yeah. frustrated being there. Yeah, he said something about it stems from uh, not being drafted by the Blue Jays and and then in high school and not being selected by the team Canada. Yeah, I'm sure there's school. a lot of things that it comes but, back to. But dude, you're like 30 years old. Get over it. I think most of it comes down to he's just ha- unhappy right now because he's playing for <laughs> a shitty team. Yeah. All right. So I don't know. I'm not going to put too much stock into that. Whatever, Joey. So this is kind of a funny one. Man, it's a man who never played basketball at any level. He sent NBA commissioner Adam Silver a letter saying he's going to shoot him if he doesn't get an NBA contract. Give that man the 10 And he got arrested and everything like that. What the? <laughs> like, there's no good coming from sending a message like that. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's the most effective way to get a shot in the NBA. Like, yeah. threaten, like, send him a tape of you dunking, you know, like on a fi- <laughs> even if it's Fisher yeah, Price like a Fisher Price and that, like something like that, doing some moves. I don't know, man. Like, photo <laughs> shop, photo edits. I don't know, something like that. I don't think. I don't Instead think it's. Listen here, boy. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. If I'm gonna don't kill you if you don't contract. give me a contract. Yeah, that's gonna work, <laughs> buddy. Uh, and this is another one. This one's funny too. Twenty-five-year-old uh, Sydney Bouvier Gilstrap Portley. That's he, a lot of last he, names. Yeah, he posed as a seventeen-year-old Hurricane Harvey refugee, so he could play boys basketball at Hillcrest High School in Dallas, Texas. So. Uh, Allegedly, this guy, like, because they were taking in students from Hurricane Harvey yeah. and stuff like that. So he, he, he posed as one of these guys. A parent came out and said that he dated his 17-year-old daughter. <laughs> like, what like this guy hell? was dating women in the school. He was pretending to be this guy, 25 years old, in, in a school, pretending to be 17, playing. <laughs> so he ended up getting caught because... Um, 
his old coach saw him at a tournament and recognized him and, and saw him graduate. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. So he ended up getting caught. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that that one. The audacity. <laughs> and he dated a girl. Like I a wonder se- if he was, like, tearing up the a whole... A 17-year-old yeah. girl, 25. Like, come on. Hey, Kathy, I have something to tell you. <laughs> I'm actually 25. You can't tell nobody. I'll well, kill you if you don't people, give me a People contract. these days. Yeah. Uh, the Raptors coach... Uh, Dwayne Casey got fired, and he was the coach of the year. He got coach of the year <laughs> honors and then gets fired. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird how that falls into place, but, like, I mean, they haven't been able to beat LeBron, so something's got to give, right? I understand why it happened. I mean... It's just terrible timing. He had, he had enough chances to push this team. I don't think it's his fault. I think he's a good coach, but I just feel like, yeah, something needs to be done. And, yeah, and unfortunately, he is the first head to roll. That's just that's it. It's a pecking order. Yeah, pro sports, right? You can make a couple player changes on in the off season, but his is the first head to roll. And yeah, unfortunately for him, that's what happened. But you know, I wish him the best. I hope that he comes. I hope he gets another NBA job because I think oh, he deserves he will. it. He's good. Yeah. Um, Tom Wilson got a taste of his own medicine. Boom from Anton Strawman. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. I did. There's a little. I didn't think it was that dirty, but nasty. I didn't think it was that dirty, but there you go. It's a little bit of karma. But Wilson comes on and said, "Oh, if he did that, he would have got suspended." I don't know. I think he got suspended six times this year. Yeah, but I think he's got away with worse. So yeah. Uh, Rumors of PK Subin. Subin back on the trading block. Oh, a newspaper came out and kind of shut that down. Yeah. What do you think? You think you think he gets traded? Yeah, I saw an article about how there's uh, been a feud with him in the locker room uh, with another player in Nashville. I'm not sure who it was. Um, uh, I don't see why they would trade him. It doesn't make sense. Uh, If they trade him, it'd be for a big name because P.K. Subban's got, uh, he's one of the top three candidates for the Norris. Yeah. I mean, so, hey, they're saying, would you trade our third overall pick for Subban? Why? That's that's a thing, the question going around right oh now. Oh, my God. I hate people. <laughs> I honestly hate people. Like, First of all, I don't even think that third pick is going to be enough for Subban. Probably not. And to tell you the truth, it doesn't make sense. No. That's way too much money <laughs> for us to tie up. We don't need a right-handed shot anyways. We need left-handed yeah, shots. Yeah, I know. And... To tell you the truth, it's just way too much money for us to tie up. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Way too much money. For Him, us to tie Weber, up. Price, come on. Yeah. And then we're going to have Johnny T, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of a left-handed shot, the Arizona Coyotes and defenseman <laughs> Oliver Ekman Larson are discussing an eight-year deal. Okay. Damn it. My dream. I'm not really My dream of I'm Oliver I'm Ekman really Larson is over. His, his plus-minus is like 900. Yeah, but he's on a... Crappy team. He, if he's on the Habs playing with Shea Weber, that's a dream He'll team. He'll be a minus three. No, it's, it's a dream team right there. Yeah. Ah, so the dream is over. Hopefully, this is maybe it's a sign and trade. Eh? Why sign and trade. Sign, sign and, and trade. trade. Eight years. It's giving yeah. him the eight years and then boom, trade him. Yeah. Right? Hey, yeah. Could happen. A lot of rumors around Montreal right now, by the way. <sighs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> There's so much rumors around Montreal, but yet the mainstream media decides to talk about all the ex players, even if they didn't even play a game. Yeah. Anyway, that's all we got for now. Time to get when into I think the show. Of you sometime, and I want to spend some time with you.
All right. All right. Habs news. Let's talk about centers. Mm. Center number one, Will Bitten. Okay. He wins the Robertson Cup. He registered four goals and 11 points in 21 games during Hamilton's OHL title run. Good job, Willie. He will now compete for the Memorial Cup starting Friday. Good job, Willie. How do you feel about that? Will Bitten. Good for him. I think uh, Will Bitten's a kid I have high hopes for. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, I think he, he brings a lot. I think he's going to be a star for the Rocket next year. I really do. He's got a solid... You think, I think he'll make the roster? For the Rocket. Yeah. No, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think he will. And he had a solid rookie tournament, if I remember correctly last year. I remember in one of our old episodes we spoke about it. He had a solid rookie tournament. He was kind of a standout in my eyes. Yeah. And um, to tell you the truth, just... I'm excited to see the Laval Rocket next year. We have a lot of young kids coming in. It's going to be a whole new look. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a really big turnover, and I ain't talking about your mom's bacon, Gibby. Bacon turnover? Turnover. Turnover my bacon? No, just turnover. Like, you know, like a turn... Isn't that a a baked good? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, a turnover. And I'm not bacon, talking about not your bacon. mom's bacon. I thought you said bacon. 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 Okay. bacon. I ruined it. You ruined the joke. Anyway... <laughs> Good job, Willie. Uh, center number two, Marcus Eisenschmidt. Eisenschmidt. Your favorite center. Uh, he represents <laughs> Germany. Uh, he won his battle. He, he won his battle against center number three, Ooh. Jacob De La Rose oh, in no. Sweden at the Worlds. He won the battle, but he lost the war. Germany is eliminated, <laughs> and Sweden plays on. Okay. I mean, it's not really groundbreaking news. It's not that interesting. Yeah, Germany's to, not exactly to some, but hey, it's two center prospects. They played up against each other. Eisenschmidt scored the winning goal, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, b- listen, we know what JD, J- uh, JDLR brings. He brings. Yeah. He brought some promise. He showed a little bit of you know. He showed a little bit of something when given the opportunity. Yeah, Marcus Eisenschmidt, <clears throat> the German native. He's kind of like somewhat underestimated. Uh, he'll be a long shot, I think, to make any yeah. NHL roster. But remember when we spoke with Amy Johnson? She, uh, she's a, she covers the Laval Rocket for AHL Report. And uh, she told us that he has the tools and a high hockey IQ. Definitely above average. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's, it looks good to see our prospects compete yeah. and make headlines, right? Hopefully he can put that hockey IQ and tools together and become an NHL player. There you go. Exactly. And you know what I mean? Hey. It's better to talk about this than all the X-Habs, right? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Shots fired. Center number four, an X-Hab, Lars Eller. My boy. My <laughs> just boy. Said, I just said we should not talk about X-Habs, and here we are talking about an X-Hab. We'll make an exception for you, Eller. So he came out and said he definitely found his identity as a player in Washington. Yep. Uh, he said uh, when he was in Montreal... He was kind of lost. He bounced around a lot, uh, and he had a lot more stability since he arrived in Washington. <clears throat> How do you feel about Larry? Dude, I, I said it from a while back, and actually uh, Rick ended up sharing a post with me regarding uh, Eller, and I can't remember who posted it. Uh, whatever. It was an article that, was, that Rick showed me, and it was basically 
the podcast, I think it was two or three weeks ago, how I was talking about Eller. Uh, and the article actually, like, a couple days later, ended up posting pretty much everything that I was saying. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do not work for them, by the way. <laughs> I work for Rocket Sports Media. Plagiarism. Yeah. Plagiarism. Um, so, yeah, man. Like, honestly, dude, I love Eller. Eller is such a good player. He had... When we got him, they said that he was going to be, like, our top six guy, blah, blah, blah. But I honestly think he's finally found a role in that third line center. And I felt like in Montreal, he never had an identity, and he was always jumping. Just like every center we seem to have. Yeah. Just jumping from second line. Okay, let's drop you to fourth line. Okay, let's drop you back. Let's right. put you to third. It was just... Sometimes first. You got to you gotta just... I feel like Montreal is always just shuffling lines and always shuffling things and you can't you can't find an identity and it's the same thing with McCarron like a guy like McCarron you can't have McCarron in and out of the lineup I agree he, he has to like you have to just roll with him and let him go and that's what they didn't do with Eller and they had to have done that they've they've had such a need for the center position that I feel like they've mistreated every center prospect because yeah. of just not giving uh First of all, not having the right person to learn behind because yeah. a lot of these kids they come in and they'll have like two centers who are not going to move and they're going to you're going to learn from them. But we kind of never really had that mm-hmm. to have kind of uh, a center to take these guys under the wing. It's like we had open competition and sometimes one guy would play well for two weeks and then another guy would and they just keep moving it and it never worked well. Yeah, I felt like they always just <clears throat> went. <clears throat> Sorry, it felt like they just <laughs> went with like the hot hand at one point. Yeah, like, it feels like as soon as no, that person started like doing that, happening they just forever. drop them down. It's just yeah, it's been like that for a long, long time. Yeah, and I think I definitely think they made them a mistake <clears throat> of keeping David DeHarnay over Eller. Oh my god, I think it was a big mistake to do that. But I think at the end of the day, we received a fair value for Eller. All right, yeah. two second round picks. One was Yoni Ikenin, who is a center yeah. prospect, and another one is in this year's draft. We'll see. So where you he can comes still in. turn that into something good. I mean, in hindsight, it, it looks like we shouldn't have made that trade, right? Yeah, but but I think it worked out for both parties. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Because Eller is showcasing his true ability, but he's playing behind two quality centers. Yeah. He wouldn't have that opportunity in Montreal. He didn't have it then, and he wouldn't have it now. No. Same exact thing. You know, I think if he was here on the team, he'd be going through probably the same issues that he was back then. Nothing has really changed since then, you know, so I, God bless Larry. And I think it's time for us to look towards future players. Mm -hmm. All right. For like, you know, let's see what the future players can become. Let's focus on their development. Let's give them some time instead of focusing on past players and what they were or what they could have been. Learn from our mistakes. And I think that actually it was a good thing to allow Drouin this year. Like, thinking about some situations, I think it was a good thing to allow him to play out the season at center. Why this, Why is that, though? But, I mean, it just, like, don't bounce him around. Let him try it at center. And to tell you the truth, the numbers did show, actually, that the Montreal Canadiens account po- po- uh, posted something that his numbers actually improved throughout the year he got better as a player yeah even though our team really the defense was a disaster goaltending was a disaster and and you know he's not a number one center but he he did get better 
So that experiment yeah, might adapt, not right? be as big <clears throat> as a failure as people think. I still think that he'll be more productive on the wing. 100%. But that, I don't think, I, I think they did, they made the right decision to keep him there for the year anyway. Yeah. Now they can kind of assess, talk to the players, see what he wants to do. But I just feel like, yeah, we've had that issue where we're bouncing guys around way too much. And it's time for people, the, the coaches, the team to find identities and let those kids play through it whether it's good or bad yeah and it's like i'll I'll make this quick um perfect example is when we're at work and there's a game and we're we're like scrambling to see who's like what lines are are playing are like practicing and just like shouldn't we shouldn't have to constantly refresh game day like we should just be like okay this guy's gonna be our number one (laughs) line one line two line three line four like that's how it should be maybe a couple shuffles here and there once every couple like 13 games or whatever but like constantly shuffling lines is just not going to work and that's why we have no success yeah and i think Claude julian tried his best to keep it consistent but then injuries i mean it all there's always injuries happening we just we just don't have the top six solidified that's been the problem and that's what we need to do we need a solidified top six that's the job for the summer you need that and a puck moving d-man Get her done. And a bunch of other things. Get her There's done. <laughs> anyway, moving on to center number five. There's five centers? The center number five, mm-hmm. he might as well be a center because he scores sometimes and bar- barely plays defense. Barely. Uh, it's Joe Morrow. <laughs> Joe Morrow. Joe. Ex-Hab defenseman. Joe Morrow. He's not a center. Um Anyway, he came out and said he made a mistake thinking Claude Julien would have given him a real chance and says that uh, Mark Bergevin was wrong when he says the Habs player's attitude was a problem. He said that his commented, um, sorry, he said that his comments were twisted. So he spoke to, I guess, a journalist. Mm-hmm. He said that everything was twisted. Did you read up on that? Yeah, I, and I saw him on Twitter saying that his... Uh words were misconstrued and turned into something that it wasn't <clears throat> but like that's just how montreal goes like yeah anytime you talk to somebody from montreal media they're gonna try to turn it into something that it's not times are rough right now it's a little dry on the montreal market so gotta yeah come up with some something. fuel there <clears throat> so i actually <laughs> tweeted at joe Moore. i responded i said the montreal media question mark Twisting words? Question mark. Clickbait? Question mark. Reaching for something that doesn't exist? Question mark. It just can't be. <laughs> so. Did he reply? Yes. Actually, the real Joe Morrow actually liked the tweet. Come on. <laughs> I swear. Yeah. That's awesome. So that means I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah. We're well, No big deal, boys. I'm kind of a big deal. But anyway. <laughs> we are that, a big Yeah. Deal. Yeah. That's right. Uh, the report, though, was in French. So I think that things could have easily been lost in translation. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I mean, let's not sit here and pretend the Montreal media doesn't twist and shape things to fit their own agenda. A hundred percent. Right. But I mean, like, but like you said, nonetheless, you got to be careful what you say and who you talk to, because that's just the name of the game. Yeah. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. And that's why I always respected Marshawn Lynch for saying, I'm just here so I won't get fined. That's it. And that that's classic dealing with the media. That's all you got to do. Sometimes it's better to say to keep your mouth shut than open it, right? <clears throat> it's that, yeah. 
If you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. There you go. All right, moving on. uh, The conference finals update. Vegas versus Winnipeg. Game three tonight. All right. 1-1 series. So we both said whoever won the series between Winnipeg and Nashville went out of beating the Golden Knights. So far, we got a 1-1 series in tonight's, uh, the next game, in which Vegas ended up, and surprisingly, Vegas ended up stealing a game away from uh, outside their home arena. So, again, Vegas is looking good, and I think this series has a chance to go a minimum of at least six games. I'm leaning more so towards seven, and I'm still, I, I still think Winnipeg's going to win the series, but... Um, I, sorry, I just had a little brain fart. Now, <laughs> we didn't pick a leading score for the series due to the Winnipeg Nashville series not being finished, but right now the leader of the series is Jonathan Marcheseau with four points in two games. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of agree with you. I still like Winnipeg, mm-hmm. uh, and I still think it's going to seven. I said it was going to seven, and I still think it's going to seven. Um, you know, this Vegas team is the NHL equivalent to a cockroach. Yeah. You know, like hard to kill, but when you do and you think you killed it, they come back with numbers. Mm-hmm. They don't quit. <laughs> I mean, they're a tough out, but I'm sticking by the Jets. Canada's only hope right now. Okay. You know, I just, I can't see them winning. I, I got the Jets. I think the Jets are going to come out on top. Uh, just for fun, though, which name do you like better? Mm-hmm. The Winnipeg Thrashers or the Atlanta Jets? The Winnipeg Thrashers. Yeah? Yeah. What's wrong with the Atlanta Jets? A lot Terrible. of planes in Atlanta. Terrible. You don't like it? I don't at all. Like, at okay. all. Okay. Okay. I don't. Okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm over it. Winnipeg Thrashers. All right. Bye. Uh, <laughs> Washington versus uh, Tampa Bay. Break it down. Uh, <laughs> I'm it loving down. the series so far. Uh, Ovi and the boys, they stole, they stole, not skull, they stole two games in Tampa, but, uh, yesterday night we saw Tampa steal a game in Washington. So, uh, we have ourselves a solid series on our hands. Um, honestly, I thought it was going to be a goalie duel, but, uh, between Vasilevsky and Holtby, but the games have been relatively higher in scoring. All the goal, all the goals have had more than, have had six or more goals combined. Um, I originally thought Tampa would take this series, and I still think it will be Tampa, strictly because Washington is due for a choke this playoffs. Uh, mm. And I feel like it's going to happen. I'm taking Tampa in seven after Washington is leading the series 3-1. So a huge collapse. Whoa. You're ready here, folks. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <sighs> Lightning has struck. Last mm-hmm. night, lightning struck, but it must strike thrice. <laughs> what? <laughs> thrice is three times, right? Yeah, thanks. But I know that. But Okay, like... so thrice more times. <laughs> thrice. <laughs> Can that happen? I think it could. Listen, the Caps came in, I think, riding the high, right, of beating their arch nemesis, the Penguins. And I think they came, they kind of stunned the lightning. I didn't mm-hmm. think the lightning was going to expect that. I thought they, they blew their load. I, really? I yeah, but they they didn't. They came out they came out hot, and um, but to tell you the truth, this is what I've been talking about the, about the lightning. I think they haven't had their back against the wall, and it's finally happened. Uh, they answered the first call, 
last night. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I don't think there's any reason why they won't come back to win this. I mean, I, in my opinion, they're the better team. I think they have the better goalie. Vasilevsky played really good, made some big saves early yesterday. Uh, and I like Tampa in seven. So I'm going to take ten, I'm going to change it because obviously I thought they would win in six, but Tampa in seven, I think it's still going to happen. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think this next game is going to be a pivotal game, but I'm going to stick by my pick. You know what time it is now, Gibbons? What time is it, Lewis? Have a prediction. What is it? So I asked you, who will score the first goal in round two? Do you remember who you chose? Stamkos. It's round three, by the way. Uh, sorry. In, uh, no, this is a recap. Okay. Recap. Who was goal the, fir- the f- first goal in round three? Sorry. The recap. I said Stamkos, didn't I? I can't remember what you said. I thought you would have it documented. I'm pretty sure I said Stamkos. Well, either way, I know you got it wrong because Michael <laughs> Kempney scored the first goal. Yeah, I know. It was somewhere so in Tampa. I guarantee you, you didn't choose Michael Kempney. No. no. Okay. Not a chance. Uh, and then I asked you, will there be any suspensions? Before the next show. It was close with that Tom Wilson <laughs> <laughs> yesterday, yeah. but you squeaked by. I got a you check squeaked mark. by. So you're okay. You're okay. Okay. One and one. New questions. Let's hear it. Would you like to change any of your winners after the first few games? So you have Tampa and Winnipeg in the final. Would you like to change any winners? I'm going to go with Tampa, Winnipeg, uh, Stanley Cup Finals here, Lewis. Thanks. Okay. All right. Stan, I'm going to keep stand it. In firm. Stand firm. Stand in firm. Man of honor. Man of honor. Stand pat. Uh, and will a goalie get chased from a game before the next show? Yes. Okay. And for a boner point, yes, I said boner. Which goalie? Braden Holpe. Ooh. Yeah. Brayden Holpe, game six, he's going to get lit up. All right. All right. I like it. 17 goals in four shots. I like it. I like it. Moving on now, time for Tweets of the Week. <laughs> what you got? Hot? Okay, so you had this issue last week where everything was a little dry. Uh, I'm a little dry here. So basically someone tweeted. Is it Burger King and Wendy's? No, it's not. It's not. It's hockey-related. Um, basically a bunch of people were saying, imagine trading this guy for this guy, basically like stupid trades. Um, so another one was imagine having Bobrovsky in your system and then trading him and then not having Bobrovsky in your system. And then guys kept going back and forth between like Montreal trades and like Peter Chiarelli trades. Yeah. Someone trade, someone said, imagine trading McDonough for Gomez or 27 year old Subban for 31 year old Weber. Someone replied, I'm a Habs fan. I don't have to imagine it. This is real life for me. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, yeah. Ooh. Poor guys living the dream just like us. So, mine just happened not too long ago. And this guy said, <laughs> he said top 10 NHL greatest players of all time per source. And the source was TSN 690. So, top 10 greatest players of all time. One, P.K. Subban. Of course. <laughs> Two, Wayne Gretzky. Okay. Three, Lemieux. Four, Lars Eller. Okay. Five, Messier. Six, Yager. Seven, Greg Patteron. <laughs> Eight, Bobby Orr. Nine, 
Sidney Crosby, 10, Alexander Radulov. <laughs> that's good. Uh, so that's TSN 690. Shout out Tony Marinero for being oh, yeah. in that job lately. <laughs> yeah. And um, this other one was pretty funny. I thought it was just like, a, it's a, not sports related, but okay. it's a guy who posted, hey, who knows how to unlock iPhones? And the guy responded. He said, the owner, give it back. <laughs> That's good. I like that one. So, <laughs> so there you go. I redeemed myself tweets of the week last week. That's I had good. To, I had to make it up to the, to the family. Good. I like that one. All right, we're going to take a Want quick Want the latest Habs news with game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Laval Rocket or the Brampton Beast more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got what you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Allhabs.net. We're back. Back at it again. Back at it again. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a Louis Gibby and friends. Yeah, Louis Gibby, friends. We're here. All right. Quick thoughts. I want to know, Gibby, how many people have you run into in Toronto, in the Toronto area, that are wearing Habs gear but are not actual fans? Honestly, I don't know because I don't really talk to like there are some people that I'll be like, yo, Habs, yeah. And they're like, yeah. <clears throat> but I've had an issue with actually just before the Super Bowl, um, the Eagles. Uh Buddy was wearing an Eagle shirt and I was like, Hey, are we gonna win this this Sunday? And he just looks at me all confused and I'm like, <laughs> Your shirt, the Super Bowl. <laughs> and he just looks at me, he's like, I'm not an Eagles fan. Oh my god. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, enjoy your day. Yeah. And he's like, well, I hope your team wins. <laughs> I'm like, take off that shirt. The worst. Yeah, I hate that. And I felt so awkward, but it is what it is. But yeah, with regarding Habs, I think everybody that pretty much wears Habs gear in Toronto is a Habs fan. No, you know what, man? It happens to me a lot. And it's Come a, on. It's a pet peeve of mine. I, I see people with Habs gear, and I'm like, you know, I feel like it's the brotherhood. Like, hey, brother, hey. Hey, you know, brother. You know, welcome to the dark side. And sometimes I'm, I'm like, go Habs, go. He's like, I'm not a fan. <laughs> like, what the hell? Why are you wearing that? Are you sure you know it's what Habs that means? Junior Canadians. That- no, like, do you know what that means? Mm-hmm. Like, bro. Like, what are you doing? Actually, that happened to us at the baseball game the other day. Do you remember? We said, go Habs, go. <laughs> it was a Brampton Beast. Brampton Beast, which yeah. is, as you guys know, they have the a Hab- Yeah, that's right. Habs sweat, uh, symbol on the side. We're like, go Habs, go. He's like, it's a Beast sweater. Okay, man. Whoa. Sorry. Well, Sorry, you guys bro. are the affiliates of us, so yeah. just be our fans. He's probably a Leaf fan. But anyway, it happens to me a lot. And, the and finally, the other day at the, the range, I was hitting some golf balls, and I saw a guy with a Habs sweater. I'm like, hey, go Habs, go. And he actually was a Habs fan, and it was refreshing. We had a discussion. We were talking about the off season. Is he a knowledgeable guy? Yeah, actually, he's not bad. Yeah, he, okay. he knows what maybe he's doing. Maybe we'll about. have him on the pod. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> Another quick thought. Uh, trading R&H. Yeah. It's been a topic lately. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Uh, and the 10th overall 
pick because that's what Edmonton has for Pacioretty and the third overall pick. What do you feel? How do you feel about that trade? Honestly, okay, there was an article floating around. I love the creativity, but I don't think giving up the third overall pick is who is projected to be Zadina. I don't think it's the right idea. I'm not willing to give up a potential star in him for a decent center in Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Uh, with the 10th pick, it would be projected that the Habs would draft Jasperi Kotkaniemi. 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 Who, who isn't supposed to be a bad player. I just think it's a little bit too risky to give up a guy who's got a lot of potential in becoming a star in the NHL. Um, for RNH, who is a small, injury-prone center with a career high of 24 goals, you trade Patches, who has been your offense for a while now. Obviously not including last year because he had a rough year. but And then you trade a high-powered player potential in Zadina. So you're giving up two very big offensive players, which we all know we have problems with the offense. I think it would be the wrong move, and Mark, Berger, Mark Bergevin will take a lot of heat for it for acquiring only a second-line center in my eyes. He's not, a, he's not a number one center. If you're going to make that trade, you need a proven number one center. Yeah. Um, I appreciate the, the creativity, obviously, because it's obviously something that it has people talking. Um, and you always got to gotta love dialogue and rumors when it comes to draft time and free agency periods. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and every... Like, Edmonton and Montreal have been labeled as dance partners forever now, right? Yeah, because you got Chirelli and... Like, Bergeron. they're ready to tango. And it's too much. It's way too much. Yeah. I want RNH. If you listen to this podcast, you know that I've been wanting him for a long time. I think he would be a huge asset to this team. Yeah. Now, for the third overall, no, I'm not willing to give that up. Like you said, maybe, Pat, like maybe if that, I will include that maybe if I get 100% first line center. Yeah. And that's still maybe. Um, but I still think there's young, a lot of young players on this team. I still think we got to think about the future instead of the right now. Mm-hmm. I think if we, if we can find another way to get RNH, like if it's Pacioretty and something else or Pacioretty in a second, maybe. That I would be willing to do, but not that pick. No, it's too much. Yeah, I agree. Even if it's a pick swap, third and ten. I think that the Zadina is going to be one of those guys that if you pass on, this is going to haunt us for years. Oh, 100%. We're going to be like, why? Look at this stud. Look at this stud. And every time he shows up to the Bell Center, he's going to score like two goals. We're like, no, we could have had him. (laughs) So don't do it. He's got a great name. (laughs) Philip. Yeah. Except not spelled like yours. Who's Philip? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Anyway. Come on. There's a fire sale in Carolina. Yeah. Which players are you interested in the most? Um, okay, so the Carolina players that I'd like. Obviously, we got the the, the Justin Folks, the Jeff Skinners, um, Jordan Stalls, Noah Hannafins. But um, I'd like Victor Rask. I like Elias Lindholm. Um, as you can see, from centers. A lot of centers. As you can see, majority of the guys I would want are centers and D-man. Jeff Skinner is a winger, but he actually used to play center as well. So did Drew so, N. No, but he actually plays. He's played at the NHL. Oh, level. so Drew N was fake. He didn't really play center. What are you talking about? <laughs> 
Talking about Jeff Skinner. He's played in the NHL. Are you he's, sure? He's done all that. How many yeah. games? What, one season? No, man. This isn't uh, Montreal Land. One season? Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, so those are my guys. Justin Folk, Jeff Skinner, Victor Rask, Jordan Stahl, Elias Lindholm, and the stud Noah, Noah Hannafin. Yeah. Listen to this. I got a new one. You know how I was like all in for Dolan? Yeah. All in for Hannafin. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you sound... I had to, <laughs> to all make All in for Hannafin. <laughs> Like, why gotta, do you sound like that? I gotta make it sound good. I don't know. Terrible. Really all you have to say is all in for Hannafin. No. Yeah, man. All in for Hannafin. Sounds better. Sound Sounds better. <laughs> <Death. laughs> <laughs> Come on. Anyway, that's the guy I want. Okay. Left-handed D partner for Shea Weber. Imagine Hannafin <laughs> and Weber. All in for Studs. Hannafin. Studs. Anyway. Stud. We need to push hard for that. Hard. I'm talking like phone calls every day like, hey, Dundon, just so happens I'm in rally. North Carolina, I got a voucher to raise steakhouse. <laughs> let's grab a bite. Hey, bud. Right? Hey, Tommy. Tom Dundon. What's going on? Got all these air miles that are about to expire. <laughs> Let me fly you to Montreal. Yeah. For a smoked meat in a new room. Uh, what do you say? <laughs> I mean, if we can get that kid for a fair price. Oh, man. Noah Hannafin. Yeah. Not a chance you're going to get him for a low price. I didn't say low price. I said you're fair. Get him for I a said price. fair price. No, you're not going to get him for a fair price. From fair what price. I heard, uh, Carolina's looking for players for right now. Okay, so give him Pacioretty. Let's give him Pacioretty. Let's give him... Pacioretty in a second. Even Pacioretty in two seconds. For would you do that? Yeah. Carolina would not do that, man. Pacioretty in two seconds? Not a chance. I don't know, man. For Hannafin? Hannafin. No man, not it's Hannafan. Hannafan. <laughs> no, they wouldn't do that trade. Come on. All right. Well, whatever. Find a way. At least, find at a least way. the first. You need at least to give up our first overall. Uh uh-uh. uh With patches, hell yeah. For Hannafin? Come on, man. I don't know, man. Noah's a stud. I don't know. Let's get a poll going. I think if you listen, you got to take advantage of this Tom Dundon guy. You know, he, dude. He's okay. He's new, but he's not an idiot. I know. I know. But still. Can, can, can I just dream, Gibby? Pipe dreams. Let me just dream. Dream. All right. So Eklund, your favorite insider, Eklund, oh my God. says that the Habs are trying to land Jonathan Taves. Yeah. How do you feel about that? It's Eklund. <laughs> okay. E4, E3, E5. It's a bunch of errors on baseball players. <laughs> That's all it is. Uh I don't. I'm not even gonna talk about this honestly because it's Eklund. Yeah. Um, Anything he I, says I means I, is not hey, gonna happen. Props to him. The guy's making money off nonsense rumors. So good for him. He also, I saw something about how he had. Uh, there was trade rumors between Montreal for Bukestad and. Yeah. Well, that's everybody should have been traded. We already. we were we were talking to Florida for a while. Yeah, whatever. I'm honestly like, whatever. There was about like Trocheck. We wanted Trocheck. There was Bukestad. There was a bunch of things like Florida. Florida is definitely definitely another dance partner that we'll keep an eye on because yeah. there's been talks in the past and maybe they'll continue. I mean, yeah. First of all, Taves. The only way I would accept Taves to this team is they have to eat salary. Oh, 100%. at least three and a half mil. Yeah, ten point five mil. Way too much. I mean. If they ate three, three and a half mil, then we could talk. But that's the only way. And I mean, what's the price, really? Yeah, it'd be quite costly. Yeah, um, quite costly. Okay, all, all rumors aside, all garbage. Like, if he were to come to Montreal, I think it would be good. 
but obviously the salary is hefty. But pl- player himself, I think Jonathan Tate is one of the best centers in the league. I, th- I, th- I think he still has a lot left in the tank. Yeah, and I opinion. think he'll be really good if you have Drewen and Gallagher on his wings. That's pretty solid. Yeah. No, I listen. Like I said, but they have to eat salary. There's no hundred percent. There's no way we can accept them at ten and a half. No chance. Mm-hmm. So get that out of your head. Anyway, it's Eklund. It's Eklund. We already spent way too much time on this. Yeah. Uh, so out of the remaining teams, who deserves the Stanley Cup the most? Who? Um, honestly, the team that deserves it the most is the Washington Capitals. Year in and year out, they've choked with star-studded teams. Finally made it to the conference finals in the first time for the first time in 20 years. I also think the fans finally deserve it. It's been a long, disappointing road for them for sure. Honestly, I would love to see Ovechkin finally raise a cup in his career. I don't want to see Ovechkin retire, not ever winning a Stanley Cup. He deserves it. Um, he's probably one of the best pure goal scorers of our time. So I think it's a. I think it, if if it were to be, I think if I think the Washington Capitals. Yeah, you know, I think the easy answer is Washington. I think simply because of Ovechkin. Because mm-hmm. he's probably one of the guys who you look at, you're like, he deserves it, right? Yeah. I mean, the guy's been a stud in the league for so long. Who else but him deserves it? But how about this one for you? This narrative. How about the Vegas Golden Knights? A team filled with outcasts. Everybody constantly, for everybody's betting against them, still betting against them but finds a way to battle through it all. Brand new team, brand new coach, brand new franchise, and win the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. I, uh, that, to me, doesn't that, isn't that admirable? Like, it's a team, you know. I don't think it's good And, and if you watch them play, this is a team. Like, they play hard. Like, Had. you know what people describe as, as a game? Like, you know when players say, like, we got to go out there, give 60 minutes, play our best, dig deep? That's the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. Like, when you're describing, like, that like that exact moment, that is the Vegas Golden Knights. And I feel like I don't, uh, me personally, I don't want them to win. I don't think they will win. But if they do, I mean, you can't say that they didn't deserve it. I'd be happy for Mark on Because they didn't get, like... Yes, the process now, because of their success, looks like it's flawed. But when it happened, nobody thought that. When this team yeah. was built at the beginning of the year, nobody said, hey, They're you know, this team's going to win it all. No, everybody said, ah, you know, they look pretty good, decent. Um, I probably could have chose a better team, this and that, right? Mm-hmm. But now, all of a sudden, everybody's popping out and saying, hey, even us ourselves, I think that may be... This the system is a little bit flawed. It was too easy for them, and I'm sure all the other expansion teams are like, "Hey, why is it so easy for them?" But I think at some point you also have to look at what they did, how they put this team together, and how they're playing. Because believe me, th- these guys, when you watch them play, they play good hockey. Yeah. So I mean, if they win, you can't say they didn't deserve it. So that's kind of a little, little twister for you, eh? Okay. Little Mike's hard lemonade, huh? I just want to see Mark Andre <laughs> win a cup if he does. Yeah, and I mean, hey, like, there's a lot, there's a lot of good stories there. Yeah. So, cool. <laughs> you know what time it is now, Gibbs? What time is it, Lewis? It's time for the word on the birds. How well, everybody's heard about the bird. Word on the birds. Word. So, we're a quarter way through the season now. 
Gibby. Who's been a disappointment? Who's been a surprise? And who's been a shining star? All right. So disappointment player, disappointing player for me um, has been Devin Travis. Uh, coming off a terrible injury last season, and he was doing well prior to the injury. I was hoping for a huge bounce back year in Devo, uh, but right now he got sent down to Buffalo. Um, prior to being sent down, he was hitting a brutal 148 in 18 games. Um, in Buffalo, he seems to be slowly getting his bat back, but we shall see. He's currently hitting 220 in nine games, so we got to kind of just see him. Um, a surprise for me has been Luke Maley. <clears throat> Guy's having a good season so far and has really helped out offensively in place of Martin when Martin gets days off. And Martin has been struggling hard offensively. Um, but Maley calls a really good game. I think the two are a good tandem to have Martin help. Uh, Martin helps improve Maley's game. Maley right now is hitting 317 in 18 games. Now, a shining star for me has been Kevin Pillar. Um, he's been on an all-around stud this year, stealing eight bases. He's hitting 308 with four home runs. Guy's been an absolute stud for us this year, and I hope his success this year can continue all year round. And obviously, defensively, he's solid. yeah. Um, see, I picked Russ Martin and Morales to be disappointing at the beginning of the year, and I think they're living up to that somewhat. Um, but I, if I have to choose one, I'm going to say Marcus Stroman. He's been the biggest disappointment in my eyes. Uh, Devin Travis, like you said, uh, listen, the guy went through some injuries. At least he's healthy. I'll give him that. I'm going to give him a little bit of time to get through it. But Marcus Stroman, really, I expected him to be hungry and determined, especially after the arbitration case. Remember, he came out. He was, like, upset. Yeah. I thought he had a chip on his shoulder. I thought he had something to prove. But he struggled. I mean, and now he's injured, and it's just been a terrible start for him. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hard for me not to choose him. Now, biggest surprise, definitely Luke Maley. Yeah. I mean, who, who would have thunk it? Yeah, I know. Right? I expected him to be terrible. I said, wow, we're going to have, when Martin's not playing, we're going to have a lot of trouble. But you know what? He's been a, a pleasant surprise. And young Jervis Solarte. Yeah. I mean, both guys have been pretty consistent contributors, and I think they both play a really important supporting role. Mm-hmm. Now, Shining Star, I like your choice in Pilar, and I thought about it too. I thought about choosing Pilar, and I think he's having a good season, but I don't really think he's been our Shining Star, and I don't think this team has one, to be honest. If I had to choose a guy who's a Shining Star, I would have to say Vladdy Jr., and I know he's not on the team, but, I mean, he's tearing it up in double A. Mm-hmm. And he's been the shining star of the organization. I mean, headlines every single day. Every, it's all eyes on Vladdy. He's really living up to the hype. Yeah. But, I mean, not to take anything from Kevin, I think he, he's having a, a good year. He's definitely having a really consistent year. But, I mean, besides that, I mean, everybody's just been kind of okay. Yeah. Right? Honestly, I was going <clears> to <throat> pick Vladdy as well. And then I ended up just going someone off the roster, and Pilar has been having the best season. So, yeah, but I agree with you. Vladdy, he's all over the news in, in Blue Jays land. He's The guy's a stud. Yeah, he is. They're actually, they're like, I, I didn't think it was a good idea to call him up, but a lot of analysts are saying, listen, the kid has developed way faster than expected. Yeah. It's that time. 
And they're actually saying we're not going to... A lot of analysts are saying that they're not going to call him up unless they're true contenders because you don't want to ruin the kid right. and then... He's kind of like stuck here, and, and he trolled. He baseball. trolled the Blue Jays. Yeah, the I saw other that. Day. Is that right? Where he yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. posted an old picture of him, like in the airport. Yeah, coming to the flying. That up was the time. Up. That was the time. It was that was the day where someone else had to get called up, and it actually ended up being uh, Smith Junior. Uh, so yeah, he was he trolled heavy, and he knew what he was doing. So it was yeah, pretty funny. yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. <clears throat> yeah, I you know like he said, I think he 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 knows he <laughs> deserves it, but. I think he'll he knows he'll respect the process. The kid, it, it just Blue Jays fans need to be excited. This kid is uh, is a breath of fresh air. He's going to be a fantastic player. So moving on with Osuna on the shelf, do you who do you think should step in as the closer, and do you think the Jays should stick with the uh, Tyler Clippard? Honestly, I, I think you just you roll with Clippard. He's uh, he's been a stud all year, not even just in the closer role, and he's done a good job filling in for Osuna. He's posted a one point two three. Uh, ERA in 22 games pitched, 22 innings pitched. Sorry, he's got 24 strikeouts. Hitters have a batting average of 151, so that's way low. He's doing really well so far, and I I think you just roll with the hot hand, and that hot hand right now has been Tyler Clippard. So you just you go with Clippard, and you have guys like Tapera, uh, guys like Juan O. Um, Juan, did you call him Juan O? What is it, Juan? When <laughs> Sang Young Ho, Sang Juan Ho, whatever. So you just you roll with those guys, um, and you stick with Clippard. Yeah, like to see the thing <laughs> is, I don't really see anybody taking that full roll on. Right, mm-hmm. I mean it's 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 a it's a tough spot to fill, um, but I think Clippard has been a nice surprise. He's yep. been he's been effective against lefties and righties. I mean. He doesn't do anything fancy up there. He doesn't throw that hard, but he's got that splitter. He, he you know, he mixes in some pitches, and he he's able to get both righties and lefties out. And like he's hot right now. I mean, we gotta ride him out as much as possible, I think. But I don't mind doing it by committee. Yeah, I still think that you know, giving Tapera and O some closing opportunities if the matchup is right. I'm not against that. Right, mm-hmm. so I think right now stick with Clippard, but at the same time, if the matchup is right and your starter goes deep, I don't see the issue in giving Tapera and O. May O more than Tapera because O has experience in closing. Where, but Tapera's got the <coughs> stuff to close. He's yeah, definitely he's got been the struggling stuff. lately, though. He has been struggling a little <laughs> bit lately, but he definitely has the stuff to close. Yeah. Uh, just don't give anything to Aaron Loop. No closing <laughs> opportunities, yeah. please. None. Yeah. All right. And coming back to Luke Maley, with the emergence of Luke Maley, is it time for uh, Russ Martin to take a backseat role and become a mentor? Um, I don't think Martin is, a com- is completely done as a player. I think perhaps you split the roles. Um, Maley's bat has really helped the catcher up position offensively, but the game that Martin calls behind the plate I think is very rare to come by and is extremely underlooked. Um, his overall knowledge of the game isn't comparable to any. You can argue Molina, but l- there's no one else in the game that can call a game like him. Sure, his offense has subsided. His throwing arm, throwing guys out at thir- at second is it's not what it used to be. But his value as a catcher is still really good, and I feel like <clears throat> everybody just looks at the offensive numbers 
and I feel like he helps out a lot of a lot of the times he helps out young pitchers a lot, and it's vastly overlooked due to his lack of offensive numbers. Yeah. So I say you just kind of you split the roles. You you roll with Luke Maley with while he's hot right now. I don't think he's gonna stay consistent like this. So yeah, split the role. I think. Like I always said, Martin has been declining. I said that at the beginning of the year, and I, but I still think that he calls the game well. Yeah. I still think he brings a lot of good things to the table. Um, I definitely think Maley deserves some more starts. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think Martin will take the back seat. I mean, Gibby views him as an important part of the team, and I think he still is an important part the of the team. The real Gibby. Right, the real Gibby. <laughs> um, but I think as a Blue Jays fan, it's nice to see the backup catcher kind of being productive. And, you know, at the plate, he's productive at the plate, and he's calling the games good. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Officially. He calls the game well, too. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, I think it's a good sign. It's a good sign. It's a good issue to have. And I think we've come a long way from the J.P. Aaron Sebias and Josh oh, Tolleys yeah. of the world, right? Seriously. So it's definitely a breath of fresh air to have uh a guy like uh, Maley uh, having the success that he's had. And, and you know what? It's good that Maley's doing well because Martin's not getting any younger. Exactly. So a little bit of rest doesn't hurt Martin as well. So exactly. it's good for both guys. Yeah, I agree with you. All right. It's time for the final segment of the show. Which one's that? Let's have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Family Feud edition of Let's Have Some Fun. I'm going to need the most popular answer. All the answers are according to a survey that I conducted with myself. (laughs) All the answers are my own. There's a total of four questions. Each question has three popular answers. Number one answer is three points. Number two answer is two points. And the number three answer is one point. If the answer is not on the board, it's zero points, Gibby. You don't say. You need a total of ten points to win. What do you win, you ask? A free hug from my dog. Bam, bam. And an oatmeal raisin granola bar. Don't like raisins. It's your favorite. Don't like it. Are you ready to play? Oh, yeah. I'm getting nine points here. The first question. What do you call... A half black, half white car. What? A half black, half white car. Let's, uh, Oreo. Okay, let's check the board. That's correct. That is the number two answer on the board. The first answer is panda, 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 panda. Designer. Number two answer, Oreo. Yes. Number three answer, two-tone. Two points for Gibby. Two points for the kid. What is the best bottled water? Eska. Let's check the board. You're wrong. Come on. Number one answer, Fiji. Oh. Number two answer, Evian. Oh. Number three answer, Canada Springs. Can't go wrong with a Canada Springs. Springs. Canadian Springs. Wait, how many points do I need to win? Ten. But you just said three. How many questions are there? Four. Oh, okay. I thought there was three. Okay, continue. Don't worry. I did the math. Okay. Okay. I didn't, apparently. Third question. Things that Don Cherry is known for. His suits. Let's check the board. 
You are correct. The number one answer. Yes. That puts you at five points. So pretty Bigger. much you can Bigger. no longer win. Oh, my God. But ten the- points? That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's I a mean, game set up for failure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. No hug from Bam. Well, all you would need was two number one answers and two, two number, number twos. twos. That's ridiculous. Can't right, continue. Anyway. So the final question. What sound, give me um, something that sounds like a compliment, but is actually an insult, a statement, something you can tell somebody that sounds like a compliment, but is actually an insult. Oh, wow. That's tough. Um, Your cooking wasn't bad. (laughs) Your cooking wasn't bad. I don't know. Oh, now I know how Steve Harvey feels. Let's check the board. <laughs> Sorry. The number one answer was, wow, you did that by yourself? Okay. <laughs> Two, your haircut makes you look so young. <laughs> Three, you look great today. Mm. Meaning you look great bad every other day. Yeah. And for a bonus, I was going to give you anything that starts with, don't take this the wrong way. But... <laughs> You're ugly. And that was an edition of uh, Family Feud. Yeah, Let's five have points. some fun. Five points. <laughs> Not out bad. Five, 12. five out of ten. That's 50%. Uh, no, man. It's five out of 12. You no, sure you ten. Ten. You, what do you mean? Oh, you mean a possible 12. A possible 12. But I said ten was, was I still failed. Win. You failed. But that's okay. You're used wah, to it. Wah, wah, that's wah. all for us this week. Make sure you listen to the newest uh, edition of Habs Unfiltered coming out this week. Go to www.allhabs.net. Follow our team leading up to the draft and after the draft and listen to us every week. See ya. Bye, have a great time.